being able to put money to pay it off and also getting that matching contribution is certainly a nice thing that can certainly kind of help still sock some money into the retirement bucket as well. Welcome to the All Things Retirement Podcast with certified financial planner, Anthony Alpha. Here's your host, Ben George. Hello and welcome back in to All Things Retirement. I am Ben George. He's Anthony Alpha. Anthony, one year off, back in the saddle again. Welcome back. Thank you so much, Ben. How you doing? How's the family? How's everybody? Everyone's great. Last year, I took a year off uh, on the personal side. We had a uh, second uh, one, Margo, who was, I had already been born when we started, but um, we had two back to back within uh, a year and a half. So just uh, spending a little bit more time there with them. Uh, So that was Rosie and Margo. And, uh, you know, we, we changed from the zone defense to the man-to-man on <laughs> Rosie and Margo. So definitely a little bit of adjustment, especially in that uh, three and two-year-old range now. So they're like little little people at this point. Yeah, that's awesome. What about the business? What have you guys been up to in the office? On the business side, so last year we wanted to put together a video series on the 12 main retirement mistakes that you kind of want to avoid and how to prepare for them in in a in an orderly fashion basically being able to create your own retirement plan for those folks who wanted to kind of plug into that uh, originally we started off that doing 20 uh, minute videos and uh, as I went through it I was like man everybody with the TikTok want you know 30 second videos and to <laughs> with these complex information. So we actually went back and redid it and basically made all the videos between four and like seven minutes. So trying to help with the TikTok effect of trying to push complex information into really short videos. So I think we did a pretty good job there. And we created a uh, retirement workbook to go with it. And that's can be found on our website that you can download and follow along those videos and watch them at your leisure. And uh, we also created uh, client success stories. So we wanted to kind of create a a booklet there for people to get a feel, not just for us, but just the the type of work that advisors can do, getting a sense of other folks' situations out there, what their issues are, what they're trying to accomplish, where they want it to be, and basically how we were to help and those outcomes that that took place. So that was, um, you know, a way for us to certainly help people understand how we can help and hopefully helps to resonate with them. So, yeah, I mean, it maybe doesn't sound like that much, but yeah, when you factor all it in with running a business and family, it it seemed like it it took a while to do all that, but that's kind of what we did over the last year. Yeah. And the good thing is, you know, you go to the website now, cardinalwg.com, you'll find all those resources and it's laid out great. I think it looks, looks wonderful. Um, if you just go to resources, you'll find both educational videos laid out very clearly, kind of a, what is a 12 step plan there as mm-hmm. well. And then there's also some downloadable materials you can find plus all the podcasts. So if you know, if you're just finding the show, um, and hadn't gone back, all the podcasts are still archived, are still archived right there on the website. So you can go back through and listen to those. Um, as you see fit, all that information still is, uh, very relevant today as it was when we recorded it. And I'm looking forward to moving forward. But again, check out the website when you get a second. And then also the free assessment that's there as well now. I think this is a great option for people that 
that are looking kind of just to get started. The Cardinal success journey is a, a, a great place to do that, right? Yeah, absolutely. So it's just another way for people to get a good sense if we're a good fit for them, uh, the value that we can try to provide to them without, you know, having to pay a cent or trust us with a dollar of their, their money. And we'll take a, an in-depth look at their financial situation and answer the questions that they, they have and kind of give a 30,000 foot view on the different areas of the financial plan to see how we might be able to make their situation better and get a good sense of if we're a good fit for one another. We will find that top right corner of the website, the free assessment link, click that and it'll give you a full breakdown of the Cardinal success journey. Well, what I want to jump into today and uh, you know, you take a year off and now there's some legislation that's out there and a lot to talk about right out of the gates because Secure Act 2.0, and I think we probably spent time on Secure Act originally when it came out a few years ago, but Secure, Secure Act 2.0 passed end of 2022, um, right at the end. So a lot of people might've missed it, but there are some, some important stuff in here. I'm sure you've had a chance to look through it quite a bit. Is this something you've been discussing with your clients already? We have been, yeah, we, we've sent out a lot of communication on this and obviously there's still stuff kind of forthcoming and for the financial institutions and IRS authorities and stuff for to kind of catch up to it as well. So yeah, but it's certainly creating some additional planning opportunities and for us to revisit certain recommendations and to adjust those uh, going forward as as they come out because it's coming out not only this year, but through 24 and 2025 and so on, these changes. Yeah, I think there's more than 90 provisions, I think, listed in the Secure Act 2.0. Not all of them will apply to you, of course, but we pointed out, uh, picked out four today that we wanted to kind of bring to your attention, make sure that you're aware of these because there's a good chance these might impact you. And if you haven't discussed this with your advisor, maybe make this a priority in those conversations. But let's run through this list here. And and the big headline, I think, if anybody's aware of the Secure Act 2.0, they've probably seen the news about the RMD. It seems like that's the biggest headline, right? The, head, the age being pushed back once again. Right. And that's that's the required minimum distributions where you have to start taking money out of your IRA, 401k types of accounts that you've never paid any taxes on. You know, originally it was 70 and a half and now it's, you know, out to 73 and then it will uh, ultimately be pushed out to uh, 75. So um, this, you know, really just is going to create some additional time for A, your money to grow on a tax deferred basis. So not having to take it out at say 70 or 72 at this point, now 73, you know, allows it to be able to grow a little bit longer, but it also does create opportunities for us from a tax planning standpoint, taking advantage of strategies like Roth conversions or harvesting capital gains out of your taxable account or you know, accelerating withdrawals out of your IRA or 401k at a lower tax rate to help mitigate really your overall tax liability in the future. Now, I know that's a lot of industry jargon, which we really tried to you know, boil it down for you. But in a nutshell, it's just really adding additional opportunities to do more tax planning for you. So if you're trying to get some of that money out of your IRA account at a lower tax bracket or or recognizing it earlier, that's when we're utilizing some of those Roth conversion strategies that a lot of people are starting to really become more hearing, hearing more about uh, or just trying to help minimize some of the potential impacts for higher tax rates in the future and bringing down that RMD amount that you're going to have to take out 
you know, by lowering that now versus letting it continue to mount up in the future. All right. So that's the first one to pay attention to. So if you're getting close to those ages or want to come up with a strategy for that or a plan for how you're going to do that, of course, now is the time to be figuring that out. Okay. So beyond RMDs, uh, I know you work with primarily people over 50. So this next one's kind of right in their wheelhouse as well, but the special catch-up contributions that were changed here. Yeah, age has its privileges, right? You know, <laughs> you get a special privilege for for getting older and hitting the uh, magic fifty <laughs> marker, and so for that, you get uh, the ability to putting away a little bit extra money above what you're typically allowed, or those people less than fifty are able to put away as that standard employee contribution. So typically, with whether it's a four hundred one k. Uh, a simple IRA 457 plan and some of the other similar types of 401k types of plans, you're maxed out at a certain point from an employee contribution standpoint. And the catch up allows you to put away more money. So for example, you'll be able to uh, increase it to 7,500 in 2023. And then ultimately by 2025, if you're between the ages of 60 and 63, you'll actually be able to put away $10,000. So it's a pretty good increase from what it was earlier. Now with with a simple IRA, it will be a $5,000 increase up from 3,500. So it just depends on your plan type, but basically to boil it down, um, everybody in these plans is going to see an increased amount that they're gonna be able to put away as a catch-up provision, which is, Nice and helpful for people planning for retirement. Yeah, great opportunity there if you're in that range and have some extra money to st- uh, stock away. Now is a great time to do that and change brought on by Secure Act 2.0. All right, I like this next one, and and it's mainly because I'm in the same boat as you as a father of a young daughter. I've started putting in money to the 529 plan, but uh, I know the biggest concern was, hey, well, what if they get a scholarship, which of course our kids are going to get scholarships, right, <laughs> Anthony? So we don't have to actually pay for college. But the worry is, hey, what do I do with that money? If I've been stocking it away there, now I've got to worry about penalties or taking it out and having to pay taxes on that. But now the option to, to move that 529 to a Roth could be a, a game changer, right? Yeah, that's funny. You know, bring that up. That's a, it's a good point with the 529. So uh, a lot of the conversation in talking with uh, folks our age or a little bit younger who are trying to plan for retirement, they are often asking, you know, should we put it all into the 529? Because, you know, what if they get a scholarship or what if the cost of college is is less and things of that nature? And a lot of times we would go over other types of accounts with them, like an UGMA account, which is just a custodian regular account in the, in the kid's name that you parent is typically the guardian of, which can be used for other things besides 529s. And there's different nuances between those two types of plans, which we're, we're not going to go into today. But with this new uh, change here, basically, it helps to be able to say, okay, well, if we end up overfunding that 529 plan, where we don't need all that money for college education, you can roll that money into a Roth IRA. Now, there's a couple stipulations there. You know, one of those is that you can basically, from a lifetime standpoint, only put in a max of thirty-five thousand into the Roth IRA per beneficiary, so per child there, and basically only put up to whatever that Roth IRA maxes in that year. So it's kind of putting that money in over time. So. 
for right now, that would be $6,500 that you'd be able to put into the you know, kids Roth IRA, assuming at this point that they actually have earned income in their name. So not something that you're necessarily going to do when they're three or five or you know, years old. It's really going to be for further down the road, but it certainly adds, I say a drop in the bucket for maybe a reason to use the 529 over the custodian accounts. And, you know, I think there could be some additional planning opportunities. I think still this one still needs to get figured out a little bit more, a little bit more details for, for this one from a, for a planning standpoint as well. Yeah. And it's not like you can go out tomorrow and make that switch either. So it's down the road a little ways, but right. something to be aware of when you're, if you know, if you're thinking about opening up a 529 or con- contributing to that, maybe this is just one more factor to consider when you're contributing. All right. Fourth one I want to point out to you is this 401k match. Now, there's all the talk about student loans over the last couple of years and you know how to manage that debt for, for young people. Well, this one's kind of interesting, the way that they've crafted this to where if you're still paying your student loan, if you're making those payments every month and you work for a company that does, that does offer the match, that you can still take advantage of that match as long as you continue paying those student loans without having to actually put anything in out of your own dollars into your 401k. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, I, I thought this was a kind of a thoughtful consideration to the monster amount of, you know, college debt that there is out there. And, you know, especially for folks that are coming out of college that are, you know, just starting out that maybe don't have enough to save into their college, paid off their college loans and also to max out a retirement plan. Yeah, especially with some of those uh, criminal interest rates out there for, uh, college debt loans being at, you know, six to 10 plus percent out mm-hmm. there. So, you know, I think in those cases, it really can make some sense for people coming out of college to want to get that paid off. Uh, I mean, basically six to 10 percent. That's what you'd expect from an equity portfolio. So it, it makes sense to pay off that uh, student loan in, in a lot of instances. Of course, financial planning, doing that makes sense to make sure that makes sense to go that route. But being able to put money to pay it off and also getting that matching contribution is certainly a nice thing that can certainly kind of help still sock some money into the retirement bucket as well. All right. So those are four, I think, that a lot of people will want to know about. Uh, But as I mentioned, there's a lot more on there. Is there anything else that you paid attention to or that you've been talking a lot with your clients about? Yeah, I I think I would come up with at least a couple others. Uh, One of them would be the Roth option that's really going to make it commonplace for all types of retirement plans to offer the Roth option. So a lot of times we've come across with clients or new clients that may or may not have a Roth option within their plans. And now that's going to be commonplace for, you know, all 401ks, simples, set plans, set IRA plans and 457s and 403Bs, which is a a nice feature to be able to have that. And not only just from a contribution standpoint, but also from a matching standpoint where you'd be able to have the matching contribution from your employer, not just uh, being pre-tax, you could have it now go into that Roth after-tax bucket as well. And, and, you know, that's going to be nice for folks that are either a trying to balance their their tax bracket, maybe they want some money going into pre tax, and some money going into Roth, or just to be able to manage some of that future tax liability with having some money, you know, into both. So it's just going to really create a nice 
opportunity for those folks and, and some more planning opportunities for the advisor to really kind of think through what makes the most sense for them uh, as compared to somebody who just has the one pre-tax option. And I think the other rule that um, is creating some additional ways to access your money within your 401k retirement plans, they made it a little bit easier, you know, for emergency situations, uh, whether it's, you know, a hardship withdrawal or terminally ill or, you know, domestic abuse cases. I think that that's, you know, making it a little bit easier, I, I, you know, it's your money at the end of the day to pay a 10% penalty when you're in a hardship situation or an emergency, making it a little bit easier to get that is a, is a good gesture. Obviously in most cases we want to try to avoid touching that long-term money, but yeah, there's times where, um, you know, life is not always treating us nicely and, and we need to access some money, uh, in those types of plans. And it's just going to make it a little bit easier in certain situations. All right. Well, a lot to consider. And again, this is important legislation. It doesn't come out very often where retirements are impacted, but Secure Act and now Secure Act 2.0 has done that. So you want to take time and uh, meet with your advisor on these things, see what opportunities might be out there for you. Again, if you want to get in touch with Anthony, best place to start is cardinalwg.com. Take that free assessment and uh, start going through that process. But then the phone number, if you want to jot that down as well, the 609 362 Five five one two. All right, a couple of mailbag questions I want to get to before we close out this episode, and I want to start with Emily, who asks, "I'm 60 and probably retiring in five to six years. Should I start converting as much of my IRA to Roth as I can?" Emily, this is a great question. It's it's a pretty common one that we're getting a lot of times when we're meeting new people. It's definitely something that needs to be looked at and, and analyzed. And the answer really depends on your situation. And generally what we would do is uh, take a look at your current tax situation and really compare that to future tax rate dates in the future. So, you know, looking at it right now while you're working, you know, understanding if you're going to transition to maybe a part-time job uh, before you get to full retirement, then looking at it from perhaps when you plan to start your social security and then maybe look at it when you plan to start your required minimum distributions. And that will really help guide us to kind of map it out where your tax rates are falling at these different times and places. And that would really help guide us to tell you, okay, yeah, let's start those Roth conversions now, or maybe we should hold off because of your income currently it makes sense to do it when you you know get to retirement. But also with that question, I would say is that you're still working. So with these tax law secure 2.0 changes, you also will have more ability to say, well, should I be socking this money into the pre-tax bucket while I'm still working? Or should I utilize that Roth 401k or Roth IRA uh, for the next five or six years while I'm still working? All right. Great question. Emily, thank you for that. One more uh, here from Michael. I inherited some money from my mom when she passed away last year, and I just got a letter telling me that I have to withdraw some money from the account this year. What's that all about? Uh, I thought I didn't have to do that until I was in my 70s. Well, Michael, I'm sorry to hear about uh, your mom passing. Uh, with that, it sounds like you probably have some type of IRA account that you inherited, and that age 70 that you were talking about, that's really um, does not apply in this situation because 
you are a what's called a non-spousal beneficiary. And this is one of the changes that took place with the previous SECURE Act law. So with that, you have to actually pull money out of this account within 10 years and basically pay the taxes on those distributions at whatever tax rate that you're in. The case in which where you wouldn't have to do that would be if if you were inheriting this as a spousal beneficiary, you, then it reverts to that RMD rule where you would then start it at 73 now. For you, Michael, what I would be looking at is, you know, understanding your current tax situation and your goals and needs for this money and really to determine, okay, what distribution strategy makes more sense for me? Should I take it out over, you know, that 10 year stretch or should I be taking it out uh, a little bit sooner or quicker than that in less than 10 years? That's kind of how I would go about it. All right. Great question. Thanks for that. If you have one for us, send it in. CardinalWG.com is the website. And again, check it out. A new updated website with plenty of educational materials, videos, downloadables, of course, the podcast. And as always, if you want to get started on your free assessment, just log on. Very simple to do. CardinalWG.com. There's a free assessment button in the top right corner, and you can start your Cardinal success journey right there. Anthony, as always, uh, great to catch up again and get the podcast restarted. And uh, thanks for everything on the Secure Act 2.0 and look forward to doing it again soon. Yeah, great to be back. Excited for this year of uh, future uh, episodes going forward. Absolutely. Well, thanks for listening to All Things Retirement. Please hit subscribe on the show. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.